Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you looking for a podcast about the most uncomfortable dino scene ever? Uh, then you must be thinking of another podcast. Oh! Good evening, Kelsey. Bad evening, Robert. <laughs> bad evening. Bad show. Bad, bad. show. Everything's bad. I'm Everything sorry. is bad. I mean, it's Shit. good. Overall, it's good. It's just today it's bad. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to tell you. Oh, good. I said, I said, hey, I'm going to tell you a thing. I don't remember it anymore. Well, that's that's great. It was a bad thing, right? And now it's gone. I guess so. You're just so happy to be here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I am happy to be here. That is that is 100% true. Yeah. That's great. Uh, I'm still Everywhere mad. else, not happy. You're still mad. Yeah. Why are you still mad? I got a bad haircut. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's been like a slow burn, you know. So, <laughs> so very recently, <laughs> okay. I went from having like hair beyond my shoulders, like long, flowing, beautiful locks to pixie cut. And okay. I much enjoy the pixie cut because it's very yes. easy to maintain. It's fun mm-hmm. to style. Yes. And it's overall just a good hairstyle. It's a good look for me. Overall. Boom. Boom. Okay. If the story ended there, it wouldn't be a mad story. So <laughs> I had to go get a trim the other day. And it was one of those things where, like, I waited until my hair looked bad to schedule the trim. Oh, dude. That's where I'm at now. You like, can't do that. You just can't. I haven't had a haircut in, like, three months. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm like, I I look like a beetle right now. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, with short hair, like, the maintenance, I you just don't realize because, like, after having long hair, you can go six months without a haircut, and it's like, it's fine. I just have some split ends. I can deal with it. But yeah. now I'm like, my hair is puffy, and it's horrible, and I, I just need to get it cut now. And so I went to the salon, and I got, like, the first lady that had an opening, and it was not the lady that cut my hair the first time. So Okay. The one who got my hair the first time was fantastic. So hang on, hang on. So you don't have like a person that you go to? Yeah. So I had a person that I went to and then I had to have like a breakup with her because she wasn't <laughs> doing what I needed to have done for my hair anymore. Look, we need to talk. Or it's just... not you. It's your scissors. <laughs> Basically. But yeah. I just ghosted her and I feel bad about it. But that's well. what you do sometimes. <laughs> When you're an anxious adult. Um, but no, so I go to this new lady and for the first time I went to her and she cut my hair real short and it was beautiful. And then the second time that I made the one that I made this appointment, I go to this first available woman okay. and she has given me like, I, I don't even know. Like the fade on the side of the head is just extremely blunt. Like it goes from like a very, very close shaven almost look to like just suddenly long. And it doesn't, okay. it's, it's not a good look. And then in the back, it's like a shaved cat. And I'm just <laughs> having trouble dealing with it. And All right, you're going to have to send me some pictures of this. Because I no. have like some wild thoughts. It looks so bad. It. Like, I'm not photogenic right now. And I say it's a slow burn <laughs> because, like, yesterday when I had the haircut, I was like, it's fine. It's going to be fine. I'm just going to, like, wet it down. And it's going to look okay. Because you know how, like, when you leave the salon, they put all that wild shit in your hair and they style it all, like, this is how you could look if you put 20 minutes of effort into your hairstyle. And Nope, because I never let them. Man, they, they like, feel compelled to do it at women's salons. I don't know. They're just like, you're going to be yeah. beautiful when I'm finished with you and you leave looking like a coiffed poodle. Yeah. And then when you get home, it's just, like, drowned rat. But, um, so I went it down and tried to style it like normal. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's going to look, it's going to look normal. I, I can do this. I can handle this. I'm going to part it. This. I'm going to part it a different way. Maybe. No, that doesn't okay. work. We'll part it this way. No, that's not working. We're going to use some hairspray. Okay. Still shitty. We're going to put some mousse in it. 
okay, everything's fine. It's fine. We're going to be okay. Okay, bring out the clippers. <laughs> I'm struggling to not just shave it and start over, but I'm going to remain strong. My hair grows fast. I might bleach it again because I'm going a little bit insane. But like, it, it, it is cold. You can just wear a beanie and I, hide it until it grows. That's exactly the plan. I need to go to Target and find a real cute hat. I'm going to make it my look for three weeks. There you go. <laughs> and then... And then we're going to get a haircut by a responsible stylist. This is Hat stylist. Kelsey. Hat Kelsey. She's come to play. That's that's upsetting. I'm sorry. It, I'm, just, I'm going through it. It's going to be fine. Because, I mean, I know how it is when, like, you're, like, expecting something. Especially when it's something that you can't immediately fix. I know. Like, if you like, get a bad haircut, it will be fixed. But not now. I know. And so when I was leaving the salon, the lady was like, yeah, if you just need like a trim or if you want it shorter, just change your mind. Like, come back and let me know. And I'm like, when in what fucking universe am I going to want it shorter than this? It's so short. You've shorn me. I'm shorn. I have to send you a TikTok. I probably have. It's my favorite TikTok of all time. You have a TikTok for every situation. I love it. But dude, it's this... This is, hands down, if every TikTok had to disappear and only one could remain, I have my choice. <laughs> okay. okay. And it is this girl who is talking about uh, going to the hair salon and how it was awful, right? Okay. But she's a nice young millennial girl, so she doesn't complain about it, even oh, though she God. hates it. Yeah, I've seen that. That's that's how I feel. <laughs> it is my single favorite TikTok <laughs> of all time. Just the way she's like... I wanted it blonde, but there's still purple in it. And then the lady's like, I'm sorry. I know you didn't want purple. And I was like, it's great. And she's just crying throughout the whole story. And it's so funny. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. But it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> oh, man. Can well, I... it's funny. It's funny when it's not you. Yeah. And yeah. now it's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Can I crack this thing open? Please, because I would like to pop mine open. All right. All right, go for it. Do yours. Ooh, nice. And then I'm going to go with a little bit of... I just love that noise. Man, dude, there is like the perfect amount of like the mist coming out of the top. Yeah, I can hear it. That's my favorite of popping a bottle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So we were talking, was it last week, about different flavors of... Le Coca-Cola. I think it was maybe two weeks ago. So. But so, I've got my Georgia Peach Coke in anticipation for this extravagant drink you bring to the table. <laughs> yes, so I found a different flavor of Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you what it is? You did not. Oh, okay. So, I'm going to make you guess. It's a, it's a holiday themed. It's a limited run. I've seen it because I know Sprite has the cranberry. Right. So, this is... It is... It is... It is... Cinnamon Coke. It is Cinnamon Coke. Boom! I'm I so knew excited it. to try it. Because I, I like I like Cherry Coke, and I feel like it has the same kind of, like, notes as Cherry. Kind of like that little bite, that yeah. little spice, kind of. So I'm about to take a little sip here. All right, so try it, try it. Because I was actually going to get Ooh. some of this, but I was like, I don't know what I think. Oh, yeah. I'm about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't you know? <laughs> I just got the little tiny cans because I don't like a full can of Coke, you know. So this is like the seven and a half baby yeah. can. Oh yeah, this is this is good. I could I could drink, I could oh, drink yeah. six of these in one sitting. So we go to McAllister's a lot for their tea and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they had like a holiday one that was cinnamon apple sweet tea. Hell yeah! Taylor was about that tea, man. <laughs> oh my god. I have a funny story. So <laughs> I was talking to Haley today, um, texted her, and uh-huh. she mentioned something about how I don't like Apple products. And I was okay. like, I love Apple. You've listened to the podcast. We talk about Apple all the time. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, I thought you hated them. I love my Apple. I have my iPhone, my MacBook. I got my Apple Watch. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. I'm oh. thinking about like Apple soda. Wrong Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she did not bring that up to me today. Uh, that's funny. Very Kelsey moment. Oh, man, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's so embarrassed. It's like, wow, I look like an idiot. <laughs> I love apple stuff. Apple, apple Coca-Cola. Apple 
Manzanita soul. Oh, man. <laughs> this is making my day so much better. I feel better now. So you had this rough day. But what? All right. So when you have a rough day, what do you do to be happy, though? Like at the end of it? <sighs> at the end of it, I feel like I'm getting better about this as I get older. I try not to let little things derail me as much <laughs> as they uh-huh. used to. Because, like, so we're, we're going to talk about happiness on this podcast. Get ready for our first philosophical topic. We're going we're gonna to philosophize. We're going to philander. Boom. I've been waiting for the day this happens. I, I really thought it was going to be something way sadder than happiness, though. <laughs> well, I found a way to make happiness like, sad. So just you wait. <laughs> like existentialism or something. Yeah. It's like some wild topic, but happiness is similar. I mean, it all ties in together. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I think, um, this is an unpopular opinion and I want you listeners to stick with me through this sentence. I think happiness is a choice that you make consciously to an extent. I 100% agree with that though. Okay. Like, like I was saying, I don't let small stuff derail me anymore. Like when I was 16 and like I got a bad haircut, I would lose my fucking mind for like three (laughs) weeks and just be like, I'm ugly and I'm horrible and I'm a monster and no one should have to look at me. Oh my God. And I would, you know, cry about it. But, um, yeah. Today as a 29 year old about to be 30 year old woman, I can look at myself and be like, it's not that bad. You said, Hey, I can, I can wear a hat. I can wear a hat. (laughs) I can breathe through this. The hair will grow back. Yeah. So happiness is a choice to an extent. Like there's people in this world that they're going to need chemical help to get their brain chemicals in balance. And that's, that's totally acceptable. That's completely fine. But it's like, it's a choice that you make to, to be happy. And if you can't make the choice because your brain is fighting against you, it's a choice you have to make to go see a qualified professional and get help to be happy. Right? Yeah. I mean, like I would, I would say that happiness is a choice for me. In that I look at life that it is it is pretty short. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, like, we feel like life is, like, really, really long. But at the end of the day, it goes by way faster than you think. For real. The way that I look at life is, am I really going to look back at my life and think about how I was so mad about stuff all the time? And that, like, everything got to me. So I always make a point to focus on something happy no matter what bad thing is going on yeah that's a good philosophy to have yeah like i would much rather laugh about i don't know some stupid movie thing today right than go like (laughs) oh man work was so bad right yeah yeah work was bad but what do you get out of being upset by it right like what do you get out of sitting and stewing in that emotion when you could step back take a couple of breaths and think about something in your life that makes you smile makes you feel good yeah i'm coming to understand like the depression stuff more yeah and i and i mean i totally know that it's like a chemical thing right right i have never i have never felt it i can truly say i've never really had this thing that kind of pulls me back like that maybe like i'm tired you know yeah but i definitely have not had that happen right yeah. So I kind of still don't get it because it just doesn't happen to me, right? Okay, yeah. To have that thing that's out of your control that, like, prevents you from being happy, that sucks. Yeah, like, coming from from my perspective of it, I've never been, like, diagnosed with depression or anxiety or any kind of disorder of mental capacity or whatever. But, yeah. like, I I have felt <laughs> the, the weight of depression, you know? Yeah. Um, there's been times where I've, I've said this before on the other podcasts that we've gone over like when i play the sims i feel that that is simple because you can yeah. you can make your person do what you need them to do it's easy to tell your sim go get in the shower go wash your hair go clean up your hygiene is low but like and then they just do it they do it and it's awesome but like sometimes yeah. when you're existing in the world as a flesh and blood human being And you're like, I haven't showered in six days and I should go do that. But I'm just, (laughs) I don't have the energy or the will. Like, I've felt that. Uh, Back on, like, the train of what we can do to choose happiness. Like, for me, it's just kind of mindfulness. Uh, Just being kind of aware of when I'm feeling emotions and 
letting myself feel them, but also being aware that I don't have to feel this way. I can remove myself from the situation and make yeah. myself feel another way. So that's going to be like part of my New Year's resolution going forward since we're getting close to the end of the year. That's what I'm trying to come up with. Like the past few years, I've been coming up with resolutions that are more minded toward mental health. So I okay. have stopped. <laughs> I've, this is embarrassing to admit out loud, but I have stopped <laughs> Instagram stalking people because nice. I did that a lot. <laughs> really oh so much man sometimes oh man like somebody in your life who has pissed you off sometimes you just want to check up on them and be like Are oh they so happy? you're always vengeful stalking people okay <laughs> it's not vengeful it's just like you ever have somebody in high school just like man i fucking hated that person i wonder what they're doing these days <laughs> um no i don't know that's just that's just a little demon that lives inside my heart so i cut that out uh i have stopped Googling medical symptoms, like, what's wrong with my knee? Oh, please, yes. Do not do that. <laughs> it's always cancer or AIDS. Yes, it is. So, but it is never lupus. Never it's lupus. never lupus. <clears throat> I thought I had lupus, but I did not. <laughs> Until it is. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's been my resolutions for the past couple of years. Um, that's last... really good, though. Like, yeah. Because... You always look for, like, the physical stuff, but never your, like, emotional state, you know? Right, so, People like, never take care of that. So many times, every single year, you see people, especially, like, there's always commercials that are geared toward people that are like, you need to lose weight in the new year. You need to go join a gym. You need to buy a fucking Peloton. <laughs> you need uh, to... Dude, don't get me fu- <laughs> Are you gonna bring that up right now? Can we talk about Peloton Lady for just a fraction of a moment here? <laughs> I have to do a quick aside for the Peloton thing because it's my favorite thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> that commercial, when I first saw it, I thought I was in a fever dream. I was like, is this real? Are they like trying to sell an abusive relationship? What is this? Can I tell you why I wanted to bring it up to you, though? Yes. There was a Peloton truck parked outside the apartment the other day. So somebody oh, in this complex bought God. a Peloton. How are you going to buy a Peloton when you live in an apartment complex? I know, dude. But Jesus. the Peloton truck was here. And honestly, I saw the two people like getting out. It was like this guy and this girl. And they looked like, like, you know, people that come knock on your door trying to like get you like change religions and stuff. Yep. <laughs> That's how they looked. All right. So it was like, it was like, hello, like you just bought a Peloton. Are you ready to be a whole different person now? God. You know? So in two months you got to watch for the body bag to come out of that apartment and then in two and a half months you get a free peloton oh yeah i know right so just wait <laughs> it'll be there oh have you seen okay update on the peloton what? lady have you seen the second commercial that she was in uh ryan reynolds commercial yes oh my god that kelsey kelsey <laughs> listen and understand this are you ready i'm ready the peloton commercial drops right uh-huh so it airs Ryan Reynolds reached out to her within 24 hours to oh film God. a commercial that came out two days <laughs> after the Peloton commercial. It's just so perfect. He was like, this commercial's ridiculous. I need her for a commercial for my gin today. For those of you who haven't seen it, it's just like the Peloton lady sitting at a bar and she's got her gin and she's just got this thousand yard stare on and the camera... Her- her eyebrows <laughs> express so much worry. I know. Her eyebrows, they just look, she looks pained all the time. Mm-hmm. So like the camera zooms out and it's like her two friends are sitting there at the bar with her and they're all just sitting in silence. And then she drinks the gin. She's like, this is really good. And her friends are like, yeah, this is a safe space. But like they take a sip and she downs a whole martini glass she full of it. knocks it back. I love this commercial. It's so we'll, good. We'll link it in the show notes. But so let me tell you my favorite uh, tweet that I saw about the Peloton commercial. Okay. Yeah. I will never forget it for like as long as I live. But it was like, thank you, Peloton, for giving us for giving us a commercial about a 116 pound woman's year long journey to become a 112 pound <laughs> woman. Thank you for that. God. <laughs> Like you guys need to watch this commercial. It's, it's ridiculous. It's so, like, it's like a, a small horror movie. Like, she just looks terrified. She's like, this is my first ride on the Peloton bike. I have to do this to keep my relationship together. She's got those Pretty eyebrows. But then 
So basically, the commercial takes place in a year. So she was yeah. given the bike last year. <laughs> and do you know what she got her husband, who bought her a $3,000 machine? A video saying, I used it, so you can't bother me about it. Like, what the fuck universe does this commercial exist in? I, it's so... What it's, is the what is the marketing behind this commercial? I don't know. Where did they test market this? Like, it's bad. It's bad, Peloton. Because me and Taylor have talked about it. If she had been like, oh my god, I always wanted one of these. That changes the whole point of the commercial. Right. But then, is Taylor going to make you a three-minute video of her using it throughout the year and being terrified of it? Like, <laughs> I would hope not. But, like, but like, what is the message? Because, I do not know. Because <laughs> it's... Because it, everybody sides with what you're saying. It's like, well, our relationship is doomed because he's basically forcing me to use this bike. Yeah. I've seen so many parodies of it, and they are the greatest things ever. This Peloton thing gives me life, man. It's a blessing and a curse. It, it, it makes me happy. <laughs> so that's the headspace a lot of people get into for New Year's resolutions, like... Gotta lose weight. Gotta be fit. Gotta do something for this bod. Gotta get ready for the beach in the summer. And like... That you're not gonna go to. Right. So I used to be a person who was like... I, ha- I had to have like a number in mind. I was like, that's the perfect weight. And I will be at that weight one day. And I will keep working out until I get to that weight. And yeah. you, you obsess about that number. You think about it. And this is a really bad headspace for me in particular. Because... When you start to obsess about food and you're like counting your calories and then also counting your exercise calories and making sure that the net number is like super extremely low and unhealthy, it's just, it's not a good headspace to be in. And yeah. it makes it also, it's, it's really tough for people who have struggled with like food and with eating disorders for them to hear other people like when I was working in an office environment, that was like the thing around New Year's. Everyone would make their resolutions. Everyone would be like, I'm going to weigh 165 pounds come this year. It's just like when, when you're in an office environment and it's it's really easy to get caught up in people that are like, I'm going to do keto this year. I'm going to do like Atkins diet. And then they tell you about their full diet. And like all you can think about is just like food and exercise and calories and weight. And it's just it's not a good headspace yeah. to exist in. It's, it's mentally damaging for some people. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize how hard it is for someone who's like, if it's like a 112 pound woman being like, I'm so fat. I need to get on this Peloton and I just hate the way my body looks. And then like your 200 pound friend is standing right there and they're like, oh, so you think your weight is bad and ugly. Then what am I in your eyes? It's just... It's it's a bad environment. Yeah. Like, I try not to put... I try not to compare myself to somebody else. Right. Because because that's their thing. That's, like... That's the way their life worked out. Maybe their metabolism is different, and so they were naturally on the skinnier side, right? Right. And so I think it's fair that they can feel that way, and I wouldn't want to think that just because you already are skinnier that has any bearing to me who maybe isn't as skinny you know right yeah i don't i don't think that that should be a fair comparison you know yeah it's just like so many people talk about it without realizing the language they're using it's true yeah really uh, what's the word for it like degrading to themselves like to hear somebody talk yeah. about themselves and <clears throat> call themselves like super ugly and terrible it's just like it's 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 bad it's bad vibes to put out yeah so everybody is beautiful all the time you guys need beautiful, to you understand guys. that man can we all just listen to lizzo and fucking chill <laughs> like for for like all the people that think that you know there's something wrong with them i've never really understood that because everybody's so beautiful in whatever way they have about themselves you know yeah that's nobody is whatever the perfect thing is you know yeah and so many young people grow up thinking that that you have to be that yeah and that they're ugly for every single way that they're not beautiful you know like if, if my skin is not traditionally this perfect tone if my 
abs are not completely chiseled. You know, if my hair isn't luscious and long and not shaved real short on one side, I, I mean, can't stop touching my hair. <laughs> I mean, I rocked a bowl cut forever when I was a kid. Oh, hell right? yeah. I had a little mullet. I have never had abs that just like poked out. My <laughs> nose is crooked as shit. Well, it's not crooked as shit, but it's crooked. I mean, I'm definitely not perfect, but I am me. Right. You know? And I and feel like the, that should be good enough. Yeah, that's the important thing. Like, these past few years, I've been focusing on really accepting my body. Like, stop trying to change everything about it. Like, I have cellulite. It's fine. Everybody has it. Like, just yeah. learn to love yourself. Learn to accept yourself. That's what I'm... That's the journey that I'm on currently. Just trying to love who I am inside and outside in order to like, obtain that. I feel like if you do want to change that... It should truly be for you. If you truly don't like what you see, then you can change that. But I don't feel like you should ever change that to be like, oh, well, I need to change it so that this person will like me or people will look at me this way, right? Yeah. I feel like that's that's an unhealthy way to look at it. And this is, again, another thing where some people medically, like, they look at themselves in the mirror and they see something that isn't real. Like, body dysmorphia is a, a yeah, horrible dude. condition where you just... Like, you can't see yourself for who you are. And I think that that people that deal with that, I feel, I feel bad for them. Like, yeah, that, that's going to be the roughest shit. I can't even imagine. That's why you just don't look in mirrors. We should just do away with mirrors. Smash they cause more the harm mirrors. than they do good. <laughs> They're terrible. Everybody smash your mirrors. Forget <laughs> the bad luck. We're just going to throw them all over the balcony. And we're going to look however we damn please. Damn right. Yeah. But I feel like you're, like, headspace one is a great New Year's resolution. Like, you're right. I feel like the number one that you always hear is, I'm going to lose weight. Yeah. Right? That's a big resolution. There's nothing wrong with, like, a little chub. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, if medically you have to lose weight because you're 600 pounds and you're going to die tomorrow, you should probably lose weight. But okay, fair. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you're healthy and happy, just keep, keep doing you. Yeah, man. Like, last year I resolved to walk a thousand miles. That was my resolution. I was like, that's a doable number. I can manage that. And it wasn't a thing where like, I'm going to lose this amount of weight. It's just like, I want yeah. to go this far. Cause I thought it'd be yeah. fun to push myself. Uh, I did not reach my goal because I got real sick and I had, just, yeah. could not walk for a long time, but I, yeah, I did make it 500 miles and I'm proud of myself. Woo. Right on. Hell yeah. High five. High five. Pow. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to try to walk more again this year and I'm going to try to do more mindfulness um, yeah. like I said before, like recognizing emotions, seeing when I'm feeling those emotions. One thing too, is like, there's, there's no bad emotions. This is something I learned recently. Like everyone thinks anger is a bad emotion or sadness is a bad emotion. And that's not true. Emotions are just what your body is doing. The things I mean, that are they must bad. have never seen Ren and Stimpy. Because Ren <laughs> is always angry, and it makes him happy. It's true. It actually b brings him joy to be so mad. Sometimes you gotta. So it's not bad. Yeah, so no emotion is a bad emotion, but there are bad ways of letting emotions manifest themselves. So, like, when you're mad, don't fucking punch a hole in the wall. Like, go for a walk. Do something that makes yeah. you happy. Sit down and record a podcast. Forget about your bad haircut. <laughs> I think one of the biggest ones is really just, like, stop and breathe, man. Just, like, take a breath. Yeah. Because you get caught up in that knee-jerk reaction to whatever your body wants to do because of the feeling, right? Right. Even if it's a bad thing. Um, me and Taylor kind of get into stuff like that. I know you don't watch it still, but you need to watch Steven Universe, man. I It's on my list. So, um... There's two characters in the show, right? Mm-hmm. There's one named uh, Sapphire and one is Ruby. Right? Okay. And so Sapphires can see the future. And Rubies are more like a bodyguard style thing. And so there's these, so there's this Sapphire and this Ruby that are kind of having like an argument, right? Now, the Sapphire can see the future and knows that, yeah, I mean, you know, we're having a fight, but things will be okay later. Like, there's no reason to be upset. Yeah. Whereas the Ruby has all the emotions right now and wants to, like, I guess be, like, more of a physical or, like, lash out style version of it, right? Okay. 
And so me and Taylor have talked about it because I feel like I'm definitely a sapphire. No matter how mad you are, you got to know that it's going to blow over and it's going to be fine. Right. So why should I scream and yell now? What, kind of like we talked about before, what do I accomplish or gain by acting in such a manner because of the feeling? Yeah. Right. Like, don't let your emotions cause you to hurt other people. Hurt other people or yourself. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff under, like, a high-feeling emotion, right? Right. But if you can try to, like, see past it and go, okay, I see what it is, but what can I do about it? Yeah. You know, one thing I used to do in high school is... What'd you do? I would go sit in my car or go for a drive and then just get to a remote location and scream as loud as possible inside my car. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I got out my aggressions. And it was, it was a really good method. I highly suggest that you just like go somewhere remote, roll up your windows because you don't want to, you don't want to attract any cops. Yeah. Just a fucking, just. (gasps) So I thought about it today. Screaming. I was so mad today. Oh yeah. I really (laughs) was on the verge of wanting to do that. So look, not even on the verge of doing it, on the verge of, of just wanting to do that. Yeah. I honestly don't know that I can scream because I just don't do that. Some people, that's what I've heard is like, there's people that just don't know how to like scream and let it out. Like you gotta, you just gotta. I can't do it. I can't do it. There's a primal being that dwells within you. There's. There's like a certain volume that I can hit, and that's still within speaking range, but if I try to scream, it's just that sound, just me like throwing air faster. <laughs> you can go beyond that. I believe in you. I believe in your scream. I'll have to try it one day. You gotta. But I really felt it today, and I was like, man, it's just gonna hurt my ears. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. And then I just went home. So actually, um, when, when I feel something more negative... I'm definitely more of, like, like a self-harmer in a way. Like, I never act out my emotions towards other things or people, right? Okay. It's always closer to the chest. I'll, like, punch my leg sometimes, you know, Oh, don't so do mad. that. <laughs> well, not like, like, I hurt it and, like, break it off or something, right? Break my legs right off. But, like, I definitely act out those anger and those more emotions onto myself. Yeah. Uh, I used to pluck the hair out of, like, my face. Ooh. Like my, like my whiskers and stuff. Oh, don't do that. I would, I would just be so stressed and I would just, like, pull them out and it, and it just became a thing. I pull out my eyebrows sometimes. It's bad. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's kind of how I more deal with that stuff. Yeah. And that's not healthy either. Like, you shouldn't hurt anything right because of an emotion you feel you know yeah you gotta find something to like channel your emotion into like i this year i want to really get back into creating art yeah which i i have an art degree (laughs) (laughs) i I got it i did it i got the certificate trust Uh, me i i talk about it a lot to people what my art degree yeah and then (laughs) i'm like and she works at a bank well okay so i have not followed like the traditional path you would expect somebody to go after they get an art degree. Everyone thinks like you go to art school, you get this key that says, I am an artist. And then you go get a job as an artist. And yeah, that's a thing that a lot of people do. But like I, when I started my degree, I thought like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be an official capital A artist. I'm going to get that key. And like, I do work at a bank. I love my job, but I have to, qualify to a lot of people like i didn't give up on my dreams like i moved my goalpost of happiness like that was something i was gonna say about happiness like a lot of the time happiness is almost just surviving yes that's exactly it so when after when i when i graduated college like by the time i had reached the finish line i was so burned out on art like I have been conditioned to create things that would get me the grades that I needed to graduate. And the whole idea of creating stuff for fun was completely just like stamped out. I no longer felt joy for creating. Nothing brought me happiness when I was like putting brush to pencil or putting brush to pencil. Brush to pencil. Oh man, you were making all kinds of great pencils. 
You were like, you put the brush to the pencil, right? <laughs> That's how you do it, right? Like, you just touch them together and then a painting happens. No. Do you want me to tell the audience how you screwed me out of uh, wanting to do my art stuff? <laughs> oh, I guess. Kelsey didn't screw me out of wanting to do art stuff, but she did bring up a good point one time. Because I actually went to the Art Institute of Dallas for a whopping day, and that's not because of you. <laughs> that's not because of you. Okay. But you did bring up a good point. Like, when you go to school for something like art, which art is... Art is something that's inside you, right? Yeah. And then you were like, yeah, but when you go to, like, an art school, you're basically learning to do that person's art. That's exactly how I felt. And I was like, that's really true, because they don't care about what what you're doing. They want to know that you can do what they're telling you to do. That's precisely the issue. Like, that was my problem. I spent the first two years of art school just being like, I'm going to do my thing. And, like, I would bring in my... my I'm going to put brush to pencil, boy. I'm going to put brush to pencil. I'm going to make some cool little paintings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did stuff that I wanted to do. And I brought it in. And I was like, look at this. I've done this. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And they would be like, mm, that's mm. really not what we want you to do. Like, this is a school uh, where you learn how to do oil painting. And that's not an oil painting. So that's we're going to really kind of like a glass... Uh, fuck. I'm going to edit this part out. <laughs> Keep it in. Until I can remember. <laughs> Hang on. A glass. I'm trying to trying to make a reference to Blown Away there. Oh, a glass where, where the lady. This is a glass decanter that's supposed to go in your boobs, and we don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Because cause that was some, like, true art. I know. Right? I love that shit. Like, that's why I love that lady. She's not, she's not like, cater to the It wasn't what whims. they wanted. Yeah, she yeah. she wasn't gonna be like I'm gonna make a fancy decanter. She's like I'm gonna make a fucking glass fanny pack, and you're gonna drink wine out of it. You're gonna be happy. That's that's how I felt. I was glass fanny pack. Like <laughs> that that was me the entirety of trying to get that fucking degree. And now see, in school, I feel like that should be okay. But on blown away, <laughs> where I ask you to do this, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, so that but was yeah, my like, experience. Like. You have this that you want to get out there and it's like, yeah, but we want to know that you can do this though. And yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Like I can draw figures in charcoal, like whoop to do But also I really want to, like one time I got in trouble because our model was like this big, fat, sleeping, gross dude. And okay. <laughs> I drew him as a chicken dinner. <laughs> My teacher was like, I'm sorry, what is this? And I was like, he looks like a big chicken dinner. And then you said, see, look, there's the leg. And then that's where you'd pluck that off. She was like, okay, but oh my God. you need to start over. <laughs> so, like, that's what school kind of, it's like, school is learning to imitate. Yes. It's not learning to actually create. If you can't paint this banana in the way that it makes it look like a banana, then fuck you. Did you hear about the banana art guy? No. Oh my god. Okay, this is 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 this the guy that taped a piece? That yes. Like taped a banana to the wall. The art world okay. is fucking wild, and I love it, but I also hate it and don't want to be a part of it. And this is exactly <laughs> why. So there was a stupid motherfucker that taped a banana to a wall, like a just a yellow old banana with a piece of duct tape, taped it to a yeah. wall, and was like, "This is art. It's one hundred twenty thousand dollars." And everyone was like, "Thumbs up. We like that." And then a performance artist came in and was like, hmm, <laughs> he took the banana off the wall and he ate it. And he was like, that's a good banana. And he left. <laughs> and that, that whole interaction right there, that sums up the crux of what the art world, that's, that's how I. That's... One of those people <laughs> did true art and it was the performance guy. Yes. <laughs> he said, that's a good banana. <laughs> <laughs> And then he was arrested on the spot. But uh, Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, so I felt like I was the man who ate the banana in a school full of banana wall tapers. Um, so, real quick, I did see that. I didn't see the performance guy, though. Oh, man. It was but so good. But I was good. wondering, if somebody bought it for 120000 do you buy it because it's the fact that you will be the 
only person that could have owned the painting as long as it could last being like five days. I guess. Say, I owned it for the five days that it existed. I mean, honestly, because you could go down to Kroger. forever. You could buy a single banana. You could buy a roll of duct tape. No. For less than it's five It's not bucks. the same banana. It's not the same duct tape. It's and a different art piece now. tape it to the wall in your home, and then you have made art that's $120,000. That's true. I don't know. Just the, like art world feuds make me happy because there's yeah. always like one person that I identify mm-hmm. with and one person who I can assign to be like the big mean art monster, you know? <laughs> All I can say is the best performance art of all time is the Butter Dance Girl. Oh my god. That's getting linked, and it is my favorite performance art in the history of time. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, so uh, I was completely 1000% burned out on art by the time I graduated, and even like post-graduation, I... It's it's almost like I'm not trying to make light of this condition, but it's almost like a PTSD response where like I go to make something and I just freeze up because I'm like, this yeah. is going to be critiqued and people are going to hate it. And I'm going to be laughed at because that's that's my whole experience in college. So I can even say when we were doing the logo for this podcast, yes. you were very hesitant to even like attempt to try to come up with something yeah and that's why our logo is just font on a green background (laughs) because because i guess you thought i was gonna like rip you a new one i don't know man i just felt like whatever i made wasn't gonna be good enough and i still feel that way like whatever anything i make even if it's just like something for me in a sketchbook there's this audience that sits in the back of my mind and just is like it's never gonna be good it sucks and I tried last year to do the whole Inktober thing where, like, you draw one thing on a, a specific yeah, theme Yeah, I do remember that, yeah. And it, it was a fun little thing for me to do, but I felt so pressured, even though it was just a personal fun project. But there's, like, that deadline where you have to do one drawing every single day, and then everyone else yeah. is posting them on Instagram with, like, hashtag Inktober, and everyone's is like incredibly beautiful and detailed and huge and i have like a little two by three watercolor piece of shit that i'm just so proud of see man that's what that's what i was saying before maybe that person doesn't have a full-time job yeah that person's inktober day can be all day your inktober day is 20 minutes on your lunch break yeah you know i feel like it's kind of hard that's why I try not to do the comparison thing, but when it's hard. You know, you're putting it up there with like fifteen hundred other people. I know. Like it's how like, do you, well, why can't I do that? The how same do you way? not compare yourself when there's a fucking hashtag for it that lists out all the accomplishments of all these people that are better than you, you know? Yeah. It's just that's that's why I wouldn't let myself make art a living for me, because I would be constantly in that state of mind where I'm just like, I'm terrible. I'm horrible. I can't monetize this. No one's going to want to buy it. It looks bad. So that's why I chose to not go into art as a career. That is sad. It's valid though. I think it's fine. I like, I'm not sad that I didn't go into art. My, my dreams after college just changed shape. And like, now I'm just trying to, have a good job and well, maintain my home. Really, you chased that mental health. You were like, I yeah. don't really want to deal with it. That's exactly it. Like, my degree fed my soul, and that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I don't feel like I need to really validate it to people. And I feel like the first thing people want to jump on when they're like, you have an art degree. Why do you work at a bank? Like, because it's fun. <laughs> I enjoy my job. And it lets me have the free time where I can work on personal projects and not post them on the internet to be i don't know ridiculed <laughs> i mean look at like the statistics of people that have a degree and then those people that have a job in what that degree is for it's yeah. very small it's so small like i feel like that shouldn't even be a thing because i actually know what Haley's degree is in Ooh, can and I she guess? works she works in payroll i bet so what Haley, do you think her degree is in i bet she has a degree in psychology close socioeconomics it is criminology oh what cool and i'm like where's all your dead bodies at and she was like eh. <laughs> crunching the numbers is better yeah crunching the numbers one pays the bills and two is probably a little bit fun because i like crunching me some numbers and so 
If I got that wrong, Haley, I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure I remember it being criminology. If it's not Haley, you should get a degree in criminology. We should get one together. <laughs> oh, man. Like, uh, Tim, that I've talked about on the thing, right? Uh-huh. Pretty sure he's got, like, an engineering degree or something. Yeah. And then he's up there crunching numbers, and I'm like, dude, The world no. needs number crunchers. No. And see, when we were talking about how, how sometimes happiness is just surviving, right? Yes. I hate crunching numbers. I oh. hate everything about the job that I do. Yeah. I grew up always saying that that is the one type of job I never want to have. Yeah. And it is the only type of job I've had. Isn't but that funny? It brings me happiness in that I can do what I need to do because of it. The job allows me to do the things that I need to do. That's exactly it. So while I'm not happy with the job, I am happy that it is giving me the opportunity and the circumstances to do the other things that I want to do. Yes. You know? I think yeah. the happiness is where you find it. Like, you don't have to... Like, the dream you had when you were a kid, where you were going to grow up, you were going to be an artist, you are going to be famous. That dream doesn't die. It just lives in a different way. It changes, yeah. Yeah. That actually rolls right back up to the first point we made, that happiness is a choice. Happiness to is an a extent. choice. To an extent. Like, you wanted to be an artist, and that would make you happy. But what also makes you happy is knowing that you got that degree and now I'm doing this that gives me the free time to do other type of art. Exactly. And not being constantly under the gun of, well, I better sell five bananas on a wall today. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So that's, that's another one of my things that I want to do this year is just like create more art, but make it just for me. I may not necessarily show it off and that is fine. That is fine. I mean, some people's art, it, it is just for them. Yeah. Secret it's, art. It's like all for them. I kind of want to try to create some stuff next year, but we'll have to see. Stuff in the way of I movies? I just don't know how to go about it. And what do you yeah. want to do? I want to make and a yeah. movie with you. Um, I have had wild plans for that. We'll for film like some cryptids in the woods? Two years. So, <laughs> if I had this video... I would definitely put it online for you guys. But I think what gave me that bug was when we filmed that thing for Macbeth. Oh my god. <laughs> 20 billion years ago. <laughs> for high school. Yeah, and now, to me, that was pure grade A art. <laughs> it was. Art for the sake of art. That's That was banana taped to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. Because to a sane person that would watch it, they would go, that is some stupid shit. We were both the banana taper and the banana eater in that context. Oh, yeah. Man. So, what? We had to do that thing for Macbeth. And I'll never forget this one scene. So, I had to direct Kelsey for the scene. (laughs) And I don't even know if it was my idea. But so, she was the mom of somebody. And she was having to tell him how, like, one day you'll spread your wings and you'll fly and you'll be something great, right? Uh Uh-huh. And... Uh, oh man, who was in the mask? It was Megan. No, it was her boyfriend, I think. Oh, Marty. Yeah, yeah, it was Marty. <laughs> so, so he 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 kind of had some scruff, and he was supposed to be a young kid. So we had a witch's Halloween mask that we turned inside out <laughs> to give so him a ugly. smooth baby face. <laughs> so gross why did we do that he basically looked like 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 melting michael myers (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so remember that was a witch mask so the nose is really long just folded inside out and so i told kelsey like hey you know whenever you're telling him that he's gonna be whatever he can be just boop him on the nose be like you can be whatever you want boop and so Kelsey boops his full on the nose, but presses that long ass nose all the way back in the mask. It was so concave. <laughs> like now my see, whole finger went in. That is art. That is art. <laughs> that is art. 
Oh, man. Dude, I think about that video all the time and wish that I could watch it again. I wish we still had that. I'm sure it's somewhere on somebody's tape recorder. Um, I think from what Desi told me one time, I forgot who she said kept it. Somebody kept it, and then they got rid of it. They, like, just chunked it right in the trash. Oh, art in the trash. Where most of it winds up, I guess. (laughs) Amen. Uh, This has probably been one of the most creative things that I've done in forever, probably. Uh Uh-huh. This podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. And and I know what you feel with, like, you know, you gotta, like, feel like you're under the gun to do stuff. Uh Uh-huh. Because I actually enjoyed edit the show, which... It's crazy, because I always thought editing was, like, the worst part of the job. Yeah. But it's really fun to do it sometimes. But, like, when I know I gotta get it done, because, like, I gotta get it to you, I gotta do this with it, it does kind of suck some of the fun out of it. Like, oh, man, this is, like, this is, like, a chore now. Right. And I never want it to feel like a chore. (laughs) Well, when you're waiting until Sunday, and it's gonna go up the next day, you gotta get it done. (laughs) Just don't wait till Sunday. Especially not this week. Yeah, fuck. You guys don't know this, but we're recording three episodes in very short, very short period of time. In like s- seven days? Just bumping them up, one right after the other, because it's yeah. holiday time and we're crunching for you guys, because we love you. Speaking of love, oh my god. So, I was having a rough day, of course. Uh, okay. Ferdin, our dear friend, did not know I was having a rough day, but he'd been listening to the podcast prior where I was going on about Harry and David pairs and how I was like, I want them, but they're expensive and shipping is bad. Yeah. He got a coupon for $25 (laughs) off of $50 and free shipping. Okay. And he sent it over to me and he was like, hey, I got this and I thought of you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm having the worst day and I'm about to cry. (laughs) I'm going to get some pears. (laughs) I bought me some pears. Hell yeah. I'm so excited. I got extremely emotional because the, (laughs) on the website, I was going through it and the, I was trying to find the best deal on pears. And I was like, this is the same box as this other one, but it's like cheaper. And I don't know why. And it's because they take all the ugly pears and they box them together and they call them maverick pears. Dude, I am all about the ugly produce stuff. <laughs> Me too. I think that's the greatest thing ever. I know. Like, it's it's all good produce. It's just a little bit ugly. Yeah. And it's Sometimes fine. the pear's got a butt on it. It's fine. Sometimes we all got a butt on us. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's on your chin. You just gotta, gotta learn to live with it. Yeah. I actually had an unexpected happy moment today. What was your unexpected happy Today moment? was sucking. And, like, I hadn't done anything all day. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to check my websites for the day. Because I have, like, certain websites I go to every day. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, this one's got nothing. This one's got nothing. I was like, all right, let's check Best Buy. And I always look at the deal of the day. But the deal of the day is always, like, stuff that nobody would ever want. Okay. Right? <laughs> Ugly pairs. And, like, sometimes it's like, oh, here's, like, a box of, like marmalade coffee pods and you're like why would they make that flavor but okay (laughs) so it's just like all these weird things and today they're selling my marvel steelbooks buy two get one free oh my god so you're about to get 30 more and they're already half price that's some cheap books i was like why man this is the best did you just feel bad for me, Marvel? What's up? <laughs> they were like, I can sense Robert is having a bad day. Quick, get the sale. Because, uh, yeah, with that sale, I could have all the rest of them. And I think I will make myself a little Christmas present. That is the perfect little gift. So, everybody, just go out into the world. Smile at somebody. Tell them something good. There is so much negative in this world. There really There's is. There's no reason to... Hang on to it, feed into it, challenge it, and do something nice for somebody, man. Please. Just make someone else's day a little bit better, and that will in turn make you feel better. If everybody does it, the world would feel so much better. Because I even feel infinitely better when just, like, I see one person do something really nice, right? It can change my whole day. Yeah. Right? And if everybody keeps paying it forward... You just change everything all over. 
Give your friend a pear coupon, for God's sakes. Hell yeah. <laughs> so remember when I did the speech in college on going to the movie theaters, not waiting for Netflix? Yes. Right? Okay. Another kid came up and did a speech in class that day, right? Uh-huh. And his was being nice to people. Oh. Uh-huh. And literally everybody laughed at him. What? Yeah. And I was like, well, what's he got to say? I mean... Why not be nice to people, right? Yeah. It was hands down the single best speech out of everybody that gave speeches, and he got applause when it was done. Good. So he just comes up, and he was like, my speech is on being nice to people. It's like, I feel like there's not enough people that are, and here's a reason why you should consider it. And then he proceeds to tell the story, right? Mm-hmm. When his dad was younger and in school... Uh, there was this, like, one kid that everybody picked on, everybody was mean to, right? Okay. And so, all yeah, I, I mean, you kind of know where it's going. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, all these kids were mean to him all the time. Nothing was ever good. And so one day, he was, like, the hall monitor or something, right? So he's, like, walking through the halls, and he sees that kid, and he's just like, Hey, man, how's your day? Like, nice backpack. He just, like, said something nice to him, right? Yeah. And the kid stops and just, like, is frozen there. He's just, like, staring at him. And he's like, are you having an okay day? And the kid, like, reaches into his bag and pulls out a gun. Oh, Jesus Christ. And then he looks at this kid's dad and says, I was going to come into my class today and I was going to kill every single person because everybody ignores me and everybody doesn't like me. And you said hi to me today. And I'm thinking I don't want to do that. God. Put it back in his bag, and he left. Ugh. And to this day, that kid and this guy's dad are best friends. Yeah, we should all be nicer. Just in this world, it's a bad. It's a bad place sometimes. Just it really is sometimes. The simple act of greeting someone, complimenting their backpack, asking him how their day is going, like any one of those things can help somebody. You don't know what someone else is going through. You don't know what what happiness is being challenged for them. You know? Right. Everybody just be happy and be nice. Or as... <laughs> this will just make you guys laugh, but uh, the biggest thing that I hold on to is actually from Shrek 2. All right. <laughs> it's from Shrek 2. The happiness ogre. At the end of the movie, you know the giant gingerbread man, Mondo? Uh-huh. When he dies, because they, like, melt his arms off and he falls into the moat, right? Uh-huh. He tells Gingy to be good. <laughs> and, like, for real, like, if if we could all just be good, this place would be so different. I say be good to a whole bunch of people. Just, just be good. Just be good. Just be good. It shouldn't be that hard to just be good. But sometimes it is. Well, you want to slap a smiley face on this one? Please. You know what would make me super happy? What would make you happy? If our listeners could share this episode, or any episode, with their best friend. That would really help us out, guys. I'm just saying, like... Just say, like, hey, you want to hear something happy? You want to hear something happy? I mean, this episode got a little sad, but it was was overall happy. The message is happiness. (laughs) Yeah. So, if you want to share an episode, this is probably, maybe, perhaps, a nice one to get someone started just be like hey but then but then you're gonna be like hey if you think they're smart like that um you know you're gonna be severely disappointed <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> so tell your friends about us help us grow don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you never ever miss a darn episode we release every single monday every week we're yeah, here we're never gonna miss you never gonna miss you ever so if you got a second after you're done with all that joy spreading if you can rate us and review us on apple Podcasts, that really helps our visibility it gets us in the google results gets us in the podcasts gets us in the in the apples you can also find us and friend us on social media we are at ymbtoap on twitter and instagram be sure to spread some happiness with some of them likes come out check out some photos like them throw a little happiness on them Uh, you can also check out our facebook page and you can subscribe to our youtube which publishes the episode, I believe, the same day as on Everywhere Else Now, right? Yes, I've got it fixed to where it is scheduled out. 
And that makes me happy. Yes. Thank you, Kelsey. No problem. Uh, and then Twitch, we got to figure out what kind of happiness we can spread on Twitch because we would like to use it. I think we just need to get more equipment Yeah. to make that more viable. We need like a webcam or something. I don't know. Uh, and also, why don't you email us at ymbtoap at gmail.com. Send us, send us your thoughts on happiness. If you're not happy, tell us what makes you sad. Maybe you can figure out a way to work through that. I mean, we're, we're, we're all people on this earth. We should all be able to help each other and feel better about the time that we're here. Let's hold you know? hands. Hold hands. I just want to hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you email us something uh, somebody, somebody did for you, something nice that somebody did for you that made you feel happy, made your day better. This is a quick, sorry, dude. TikTok again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This might have actually been on Facebook, but this is about a happy thing that happened to somebody. Lady went into the gas station uh, and was buying a drink, right? Uh-huh. Lady behind her only had a coffee, so she goes, hey, is that all you're getting? And the lady goes, why, yes, it is. And she goes, hey, I'm going to buy her coffee, too, right? Yeah. So she bought this lady a drink. And I don't remember what else happened, but she was just overcome with the Christmas spirit, the joy Aww. of humanity, right? Yeah. And she was like, man, I did something nice. Now, they're... Oh, yeah. So she did that nice for somebody, right? Uh-huh. She walks outside and sees a guy cleaning her windows on her car. Wow. So she goes, oh, my God. Life is just so happy. Everyone's amazing. Aww. And she runs up to this man and hugs him and says, I just love humanity. <laughs> and she hugs him. And then looks to the right and sees her car parked a stall over. <laughs> this guy was parked there with the same car that she had. So he oh was cleaning God. his own windows. And she's just like, I just love humanity. But just some stranger did something nice for somebody, thought they were doing something nice for her, and just goes, I love humanity, and hugged this guy. <laughs> so you know what? Just run out there, hug somebody, and say you love humanity. Just spread it all around. Yeah, pe- people have knives these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't do that unless you are unless you know the person. Or their hands are full, so they can't really do anything else. Right. If their stabbing hands are full without knives, then go ahead and hug. Then yeah, you're good. Quick aside. <laughs> another story. No, no, no. Quick, quick, quick aside to the aside. Quick aside to the aside. Uh, one time at college, I, this is the weirdest fucking story and I don't even know why it happened to me, but I was coming home to the dorm at like super irresponsible hour of the night, like two thirty three in that, in that range. Okay. And I was walking in and this person walks up in the lobby of the dorm and just like holds me in this big hug. Okay. And I did not know this person. And I didn't know did, what to say. Did you hug them back? For a second, I was just standing there like, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. And I, I hugged him back. And I uh-huh. gave him a little pat. And the hug just kept going. It was a good minute long <sighs> silent hug. And it was a girl. Okay. So I, I wasn't like, oh, okay. It was not a man. I would have been, I would have been, I would have been stabbing. But <laughs> I was, I was picturing just a big burly hairy man just like oh, hugging you <laughs> no i would have i would have i would have been screaming uh <laughs> no just like a young woman like my age my size just hugging okay. and uh i just said thanks <laughs> and then she let go of the hug and then turned and walked away left the building and that was it that was it that was that whole interaction and i to this oh day God. i do not understand who she was why she hugged me, why she hugged me for so long in such silence. But like, it's, it's stuck with me. I don't know. It was like a real, it was just a moment, you know, a humanity moment. Yeah. It was bizarre. Just, you know. That is awesome though. Early morning college memories. Um, so I'm picturing two things. It was like an assignment, hug somebody for as long as you can before maybe. they say anything. That might have been it. <laughs> Or it's 2.33 in the morning. I'm drunk as shit. I'm about to fall over. I'm going to stabilize on this girl for a bit. 
Okay, I'm good. It could have been either one of those. <clears throat> or, s- simple fact of, she felt the love for humanity. Yeah, she felt the love for humanity. Sometimes it's just in your heart. You feel the spirit. Exactly. All right. Our theme song is The Green Maper Blows the Horn by Farage. Do him an act of kindness. Check him out on YouTube. He's got some yeah. good shit, guys. As always, thanks for listening. Tune in next time to get the answer to that burning question. What does happiness mean to you? one more important sound we wanted you to hear the meniscus like so when when you hold your your hard-boiled egg the thing the thing in your leg you know Uh (laughs) like where your fingertips hit on the egg yeah that's your meniscus okay it's like in behind there okay i'm glad you know what i'm talking about when i say hold your hard-boiled egg (laughs) yeah yeah we got it well it's funny because we were just at a friend's house and she was she was sitting on the ground and she goes do you guys ever just, like, move your kneecap? Yeah, man. And we were like, yeah, but not often, because it's gross. And she was like, I know. I don't know why I'm doing this. It's so much fun. You gotta scoot that egg sometimes. No, I... It makes me think of Mr. Deeds when that old man's like, how do I fix this? And he just, <laughs> no, like, no, rips no, it, no, like, no. ten miles to the left. <laughs> 30 the yards to the right. So I don't touch it. I never touch it. it I touch my out. eggs. Touching them right now. <laughs>